Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. This is your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. We are the Butter Chicken Podcast at Butter Chicken Podcast on IG. And once you go there, what can you do from there, Juicy? That is the hub. It'll take you to every single podcasting platform that we are on. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate. Follow us and just, just chill, man. Catch a vibe with us. It's love. Absolutely. Um, we are on Apple Podcast. We are on Spotify. Yep. Uh, we are definitely on SoundCloud. We are on all the places where you can find great podcasts. And very, very, very importantly, my friend, it's been very interesting run with uh, the motherland. The motherland, for sure. We are now on Hub Hopper. Hub Hopper is a podcasting platform based out of India. Yes, sir. Uh, they have some great content. So shout out to Hub Hopper, our family over there in India, where uh, based on recent analytics, <laughs> there are more people listening to Butter Chicken Podcast in India than there are in the States. That's so love. Salute everybody back home and salute everyone globally. Uh, just so you know, uh, number one listenership right now is in India. Yes, number sir. two is in the States. Okay. And number three is in Canada. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So shout out to everybody for listening, tuning in. Uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time to the Butter Chicken Podcast, uh, we are your hosts. We are DJs based out of New York City, and we've been doing this music thing uh, our whole lives. Yeah. And we feel it's important to tell the stories of individuals making impact in culture and society um, within the community, specifically diaspora. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was really doing it. Um, at the level where we're doing it, and we feel that it's a very uh, important narrative, and it's very important to tell the stories and document everything because we are a culture on the rise. Our culture is um, fastly growing here, and we are fastly becoming more and more adopted into mainstream America day by day. Finally. It's about damn time. (laughs) Um, And we, the Butter Chicken Boys, will be the boys telling the story uh, continually, uh, of our community, that's uh, right, and man. of and of people from other communities, specifically other immigrant communities as well. Uh, with that, juicy, it's been a long couple of weeks. I actually am extremely tired. Yeah, me too, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little beat up, <laughs> to be very frank with you. I I it was tough. For, I canceled my meeting before this, and I just told uh, a client that I'm not coming. Yeah, late meeting. nights, early mornings, man, just catches up. And honestly, I just, I just said that because, like, I felt a little sick. Oh, you did. Yeah. Did you go see a doctor or? Um, I didn't see a doctor, but what I told my client, mm-hmm. which was a nine forty-five meeting, and I knew I had to be here at eleven thirty, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I got home super late, like three thirty. I got home at three a.m. Okay. And from three to three thirty, you know what I was doing? What? Sitting in my driveway. <laughs> Listening to music? On Instagram. Wow. Fucked up, man. I got to <laughs> stop this shit. Anyway, I got to, I got, as soon as I was done with that, at 3.30, I texted my 9.45 appointment and I said, hey, I feel a little sick. I have a doctor's appointment and I can't come to the 9.45 meeting. At 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> Absolutely. And he texted me back at 7, the client. He okay. was like, cool. All right. He's a recurring client. So yeah, whatever, yeah. Right? But yeah, still. Um, and uh, and he said, all right, well, uh, good luck at the doctors. Good luck with the doctor. <laughs> I said, fine. Uh, so was I lying to him? You were not lying. <laughs> I was not lying to him. Uh, in fact, <laughs> today. Segway. Today <laughs> I made a doctor's appointment. Uh for both of us, actually. Yes, man. For a checkup. Yes. With the musical doc. Musical hey. doc is in the building. <laughs> Yo, I was trying not to laugh during that. That was that was dope. That was a dope segue. <laughs> we're segue. We're we're DJs. Oh, Transitions, everything. Life, life, life. 
<laughs> life is a segue, right? <laughs> we mix everything. Hey, that's a fact. That's so, the musical doc is in the building. Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. You're a vegetarian, right? I am. We apologize. It's all good. You, know? <laughs> you can get like some paneer butter. <laughs> so you're not vegan. You're just vegetarian. Yeah. Let's okay. put that mic a little closer. Yeah. There you go. So the musical doc is here um, in New York City from L.A. Yes, sir. And we were lucky to be able to catch her uh on a very busy short trip here in New York City. So uh, we would uh, like to tell you we are honored that you can give us this doctor appointment. <laughs> I'm and really happy to be here. Hopefully at the end of it we feel better. I, I, I think we will, for sure. Okay, I'm already feeling better <laughs> just by her, her, her radiant <laughs> smile. Vibes, yes. Okay. Surgery for your soul. Come on now. <laughs> so we're here in New York City. You performed last night at All Brown Everything. Yes, sir. Crushed we're, it. We're gonna we're gonna get into that, despite some technical difficulties, <laughs> which we're all we're also <laughs> gonna touch on. Um, but I think for the listeners, uh, specifically our our immediate core fan base who might not know you, uh, Juicy wants to just dive right into it with a couple of questions on yeah. your background and and where you're from. So yeah, tell us where you're from culturally, um, how that's impacted you um, both like personally and professionally and just give people a little bit of background about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my family is originally from Chennai, Tamil Nadu. And actually I think it plays a huge role in a lot of elements in the sense that um, my parents are actually b also both musicians. Mm. They're classical carnatic musicians. My mom is a singer. My dad plays the vena, and um, he's a pianist as well too. So I think a huge element of me as a, you know, the an artist and the person behind the artist is having those classical Indian influences. And um, so yeah, you know, uh, my parents are from Chennai. They came over here. Um, they have an entire classical South Indian music school. That's one of the largest uh, music schools in the United States and different parts of the world. And wow. I think for me, before even identifying with my name, it was music that I identified with. From like a young age, you know, uh, I started learning probably when I was like two years old. And I grew up in a very diverse household. Um, my dad also did ethnomusicology. That's what he does PhD work in. And so I was always this kid like running around different music departments, like, you know, just exposed to so many different genres of music from around the world, I would say. And um, so, yeah, that, that I think all of those elements, you know, I sang in a gospel church choir when I was growing up. I did classical music. I played a bunch of different instruments. And I think all of these things was kind of like the language that I identified with um, before even my name or even my identity as a, as a person. It was something that I identified with from a very young age. So music has been a huge core element of my upbringing, my, my identity as a person altogether. It's incredible. Yeah, so... A little bit, you know, a <laughs> little bit from the um, <laughs> how how it kind of kind of you know evolved from there, and um, you know, f I I think just growing up with that, growing up with so many influences of like the world, it just kind of plays a huge role in like you know as you're developing your sound, your vision, your voice, all of that, and you know, I took a, a little detour, a little path for a little bit, and um, I w actually went to med school, finish you know finish med school, deal with that. Pause. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so growing up in music yes and at some point you go to med school yeah how does that happen you know i think oh you brown you're supposed to there be. we go <laughs> i mean i really i'm like how am i supposed to explain this? y'all should understand this in that <laughs> sense you know i think it was just something that you know my grandma's also a doctor and it was just you know it was just something that i think culturally was just more accepted and my parents were just kind of like you know why don't you do something that's more stable that's more you know that's gonna provide you with that stability in life period you know but and even though they were in music yeah they still yeah kind of guided you towards not doing music a little bit it wasn't bit. not doing music they always encouraged me to do that but i think when it came to okay now it's time to go to college now it's time to really kind of you know pursue your career and all of that i think they were just kind of more they wanted me to have something more stable in life you mm -hmm. know what i mean um, which I totally understand. I, I think the first generation immigrant coming to this country, like their struggle was a whole different ball game altogether. So I can only imagine how how much they had to go through pursuing music in the United States and a classical traditional form. You know right. what I mean? Um, so, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I ended up going into med school and, and I never regret that because during that time it was like I would say 
a, a core component of so much of my, my composition and development as both a person and like an artist as well too, you know. Um, I'd be like in my dorm room half the time like <laughs> composing, you know. I've composed like full-on piano ballads. I play a bunch of different instruments as well too. So I've done a lot of my composing, a lot of, you know, writing just in that time and, you know, I spent a lot of time alone and I, and I think that time really gave me a lot of time to just really introspect a lot with myself, my soul energy, my vibration. And I went to med school in India too. Mm. So I think during that time I had the opportunity to learn just a lot more genres of music and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So uh, aside from like uh, your parents kind of giving you this direction to yeah. go to med school, was there any other external influences or internal influences that kind of motivated you to do that? Or um, You know, I think aside from having that, it was really cool actually. So there was a tsunami that hit in South India forgot the exact year but we actually ended up doing a fundraiser concert for that right mm. and we raised like almost like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that i don't remember wow. exactly how much and um <coughs> i remember one summer we actually ended up going to chennai and i saw the organization that we donated the money to like they had like boats for fishermen where they were helping like rebuild their infrastructure and stuff like that and that to me was like it was, I don't know, it was just so eye-opening. I was like, this is real. Like, right. this is so real. Like, what we're doing over here truly impacts wherever it is it's going around the world. And I think that was, like, a moment of, like, okay, maybe, maybe you know, there's something beyond. There's something beyond. Like, that was something I experienced. I always say this. I'm like, music took me to medicine, and medicine brought me back to music. I love it. Slit. Music took me to medicine, <laughs> and medicine <coughs> brought me right back. So are you currently practicing medicine I at all? Not, I do not practice medicine. But do you have the ability to tomorrow um, write a prescription if I need one? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. If need be, you know, but okay. um, I don't actively practice. And, and that in itself, like, you know, going from that transition of medicine to music was, you know, I'm very open about talking about that because I think especially in our culture, it's something, especially being a South Asian American woman, is very difficult, you know, once you've kind of, you know, invested all this time, money, all of that into a certain career, it's very hard sometimes to be like, this is not the direction of what sets my soul on fire. This is not my true north. And to really kind of stop and reflect on that and then be like, this is probably the scary shit I'm going to do, but it's what I have to do because I believe this is why I was put on this earth. So I'm very open about talking about that because I do want to encourage people to follow their true north. I do want to, you know, I aspire to inspire. And what were your parents' sentiments at that time when you decided to make that transition? You know, I think, I think like any South Asian <laughs> parent, they were just kind of like, what? What you doing, girl? <laughs> What's popping? You want to, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that was definitely part of the journey. It was part of the journey because it wasn't just my family. It was, it was a lot of people, a lot of people in the community. And, and I always say this. I was like, I think it took hitting a point of absolute rock bottom to really kind of find my true light. Sometimes you got to find absolute darkness to find your true light and navigate yourself through that you know that's how you truly find your true north is navigating yourself through that darkness and finding your own light so i believe that i believe it's very important to be true to yourself and be unapologetic as fuck like you can sit here and be worried about oh but this person's gonna say this about my music this person's gonna say this about my look and blah i don't give a fuck yo i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i'm gonna do okay <laughs> I, my bad i, I don't <laughs> nah. know if this is censored or not nah, keep it a buck <laughs> This keep is a, a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to be unapologetic as hell. And you know what? Like, I've done that. I have done that where I, I put on so many different facades and this and that to upkeep what, like, you know, what the culture or community or society and this and that. And, and especially being a South Asian American woman, I think there's a lot. There's mm. so many stigma. There's so many stereotypes. There's so many taboos. And if you're so worried about all of that, how are you going to, like, how are you living your best life? Right. You're getting shit for just being you? Like, get up out of here, you know what I mean? And so I think that's a very important message, you know, that I believe both as an artist and the person behind the artist is that be unapologetic as fuck. Do you. Be you. Don't, you know, have your blinders on. Have your blinders on. Don't worry about what's happening here, what's happening there. And that's something I, I apply to myself as an individual, as a soul human, but also in my music, you know? And I think the more I follow that direction, the more, you know, the universe is kind of kept leading the way. Yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> I so mean, I'm sitting here with y'all, <laughs> yeah. and y'all dope as fuck, so <laughs> lead Thank the way, you. universe. So, <laughs> so musically, you know, you've talked about being inspired. You said you, it took you to get to rock bottom yeah. to, find, to end up finding your true north. Absolutely. W what was that bottom? What, what happened? 
there was a, I would say there's a lot of different factors in that. One was I was kind of living this rat race of, okay, so after this, you got to do this. It's almost like your whole life is kind of planned out in a way, right? But you still have no idea what the fuck is going on. And it's like, okay, I have this plan, I have this plan, I have this plan. And that's exactly what my life was, you know. I was like, I finished med school, I was going to do residency. I was engaged at a point. I was doing all of this extra external things, like the perfect Indian girl should be living her life. Mm. And it took me, like, you know, just kind of hitting this pace of, like, what? Like, everything seems so perfect on the outside, but I'm dead on the inside. Like, how am I going to keep living? I'm, like, I'm young as fuck, and I feel dead as fuck, like, how am I going to keep living my life soulless? And I'm a very soulful human being, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, you are. So for <laughs> me to sit here and be like, bitch, you dead on the inside. Like, that, <laughs> that's a very real, like, I mean, you know, it, it was just, and it was just, like, I think it was a series of, of a lot of different events, you know? Um, I think if if you are going the direction you're not supposed, you're not meant to be, I do believe in the vibrations of the universe that'll guide you back to where you need to be. And, and I think it was exactly that. I just think there was a lot of factors. I was kind of like, yo, like, I think you are about to commit your life to somebody that you necessarily shouldn't be committing to because of what this, col- uh, this you know, society and everyone wants you to do. I think you're doing career that you don't necessarily want to be doing because everybody's telling you got to do this. I went so far away from what made me me that I was so empty and unhappy. And I think when you really hit that place of like, what am I doing? And, you know, so, I mean, yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a series of a lot of different things where I just kind of had to, I always say this, I've hit reset on my life so many different times, but hitting that reset was probably one of the most mortifying things ever, you know, but it changed my life and, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, my brother is involved with the music industry in India as well, too. He, you know, he works with A.R. Rahman and he tours with like Benny Dial and everything. And. He was like, yo, why don't you just come out to, like, India and, and check out, like, the film scene for a little bit? Just come out here. And I was like. Are we talking about the Tollywood film scene? Yeah. So so you go to med school in India. You come back home. Yeah. And then you, you, f- you find yourself, more or less. Yeah. And then I lost myself. You lost yourself, but yeah. you got you to get lost in order yeah. to find yourself, right? Yeah. And then now you get a call from your brother and saying, come check this out. Yeah. So you move back to India at this yeah. point. What year are we talking about that you go to India? Oh, my God. Uh, I think it was like. Because this is after the reset, right? Yeah. Well, there's a few resets, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went back, like, in maybe 2016. 2016. 2017-2016, around that time, yeah. Okay. So I just went back there, you know. Um, I I didn't really tell anybody. I just packed my life in a suitcase, and I was like, something's telling me to go out there. I'm just going to fucking go. And so I that's literally what I did. I kind of put everything, I said goodbye to everything. And that was like a huge change in my life. I was like, all right, I'm going to pack my whole life in a suitcase and peace out for <laughs> like two years. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So that's exactly what I did. And I mean, it was an amazing experience. You know, I was able to, I sang for a bunch of different film, films in India. I, you know, worked with a lot of different artists. Um, it was just, it was a metamorphosis for my soul. I think there's an energy <coughs> out there that, I mean, I can't, it's not, it's not a tangible energy, but it's very real. Mm. Um, and, and, and something woke, in, woke my spirit within. And I, I th- I'm very grateful for that time period, you know. Um, and then it was just, you know, a lot of different events. I think after that, I ha- something had come up over here. I worked on a project with the United Nations, and um, there was another project where it was like Bollywood meets Cirque du Soleil, mm. where I was the only female music director for that. And so they were like, yo, come back to L.A. So I was there for two years doing all of that, you know, went on tour. I went on tour in Australia, performed at the Sydney Opera House, um, came back here. We did, I performed at Carnegie Hall. We did the United Nations, all of that. And something brought me back to L.A. And, and, you know, connected with Mr. Peter Madonna over here. And, um, you know, <laughs> the Damn. musical doc came to life. <laughs> so, so you come back to L.A. Yeah. in 2017, 2018? <sighs> oh, what year did I come back? I don't even remember. Like it's just a big blur, right? It, it does. It, it moved fast. It, nice. it really, like, I felt like it was time traveling. I think, like, 2017, 2018. So now you're here. Was yeah. your name the musical doc yet? No. Okay. No, it was not. We're going to talk about Peter for a little bit because Peter, I believe, might be the person that put me on to you. Um, I believe it was you, Peter. And sometimes my memories, I used to be able to remember everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember shit. Okay. I just said like years in a blur right now. Right. Like so I'm kind of in that same boat. Like and I think it's like, we're <laughs> like we do so much that sometimes it just gets rolled into yeah. like somewhere in the back <laughs> of my head. But. Peter, you had sent me 
um, we've been communicating for over a year now, and you had sent mm. me strangers. I yeah. believe that's how it started, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, so we dropped. Man, when did we drop strangers? I think it was like over a year 27th, ago. Twenty seventh, because I yeah. put it on the title playlist. Yeah. So I believe. I think I did. Yeah. So I think um, you know you're looking for different content when you're putting stuff on your title playlist, and then um, we dropped strangers, and it was just a good hybrid of you know great kind of like pop and afro kind of vibe dance hall and then you know she kind of just put her you know carnatic south asian kind of influence on it and then i'm like oh i think this would be a perfect something you know up, up your alley so i think i just sent it over to you and then you were jammed out to it right yeah absolutely um and then yeah things kind of just took flight people were just kind of you know reaching out at that point and then we were getting like love from both coasts which is great you know from new york and la and um yeah, things kind of just evolved from there. It's crazy. So how did you guys connect? I know you're both <laughs> you're both from the South, like culturally. So <laughs> it was actually Instagram. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. So IG. when I was actually <laughs> still in India, we like connected and we were like talking. And um, I came back here for like a project or something. I was still going back to India. And he was like, yo, come through the studio. Let's, let's you know. And we met once. And I think, didn't we make a record that first time we met? Yeah, the, the very the very first like meeting like session or whatever. So I run a recording studio in LA and um, plug. No, but we in the en- we in the engine room right now though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't care, gang, gang. Um, <laughs> we the same, bro. We coming to LA. We're using your studio. <laughs> love, it's already love. been established. All love. We got it locked and loaded. Um, <clears> so yeah, I think she was in India, and then she would just happened to make a trip out here and. She's uh, a creeper like that, but I l- but I love her for that. <laughs> but and she knows. I'm Wait, what do you mean? I'm I creep on everybody. She's a, she's a creep, creep. But you know what? That <laughs> that you know, the social the whole like social media game has just changed rapidly. As much as people knock on it, yeah, but it connects people. Like we live in 2019 right now, and I can honestly say, more than 90% of my clientele or just people like I've generally come across from is from Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or something. And then, you know, just plain and simple, just reaching out to them and just being, you know, just like the doc was saying, just being unapologetic to you. So we kind of, when she was in India and we were just talking and I think one of uh, my homies um, I write with um, was, uh, he connected us and she came out of the studio, we just vibed and, uh, we're just I was just playing a bunch of records I was working on. She was kind of showing me what she was working on. And then I think within, like, I honestly have to say it was like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I was just playing something. I'm like, hey, and I'm the kind of guy that I'm the kind of producer. If I hear something within the first five seconds, I t- just tell everyone, I'll know if it'll work. So I told her to stop singing, and I just turned my preamp on, put her in the booth really quick, and then we cut it. And the whole track was done in, like, 20 minutes took 30 minutes or wow. something I was just like, wait you the track was written already or no no just like on the fly we just laid down the melody and then <laughs> you know we arranged uh very quickly and then we, i think synergy is, is a very real thing yeah. uh, at least like you know for both of us we're big on like energy, energy and just and just vibes right you have to you know i'm sure we've all been in those positions where you're in a room with a new person or new client or singer or producer and then there's a little like awkwardness, right? It's like, damn, what do I really say? All right, let me just let me just suck it up and just start talking right. about random stuff. But I think <laughs> it's weird b- because I've only known the doc maybe for like a couple years now, but it feels like I've known her my whole life, which is like really weird to say. I don't, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I don't get too close to too many people. But I feel I felt like one of the first moments we met, I was like, damn, I feel like I've known you my whole life. It's weird. So anytime we get in the studio, it's just instant vibes. We're just us. It's very organic. Nothing was forced since day one. And I think every record that we've since, you know, since that day we've cut has just come organically. So yeah, we, we, we met on social media. Thank you. Thank you, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to IG. So like I was saying, strangers (coughs) is the record uh, that put me onto you. And uh, we started playing it uh, here. Um, we I, I played it on playlists, random multiple playlists, mixtapes, radio, and everyone I played it for, it got a good response. It got a great response. Uh, people loved the song. And uh, the advocacy that Peter gave you, because Peter's a c- credited producer, credited DJ, we have a relationship. Th- the fact that he stood by you and was pushing this, like it was, it was his own, but really pushing it with, with, more push than I've ever seen him push 
almost pushing it like exactly the way he's pushed his own stuff, it, it led me to believe that he really believes in you. Um, how important you as an artist do you feel that the team around you oh um, brings to the table? Like, do you do it by <laughs> yourself or? Wait, should we get a tissue box ready? <laughs> I know, I'm about to like, no, no. really? Like, my lash is about to come <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why I ask is because Juicy and I, um, we have a team. We're right. a team that mm -hmm. runs what we do, Absolutely. right? We have our photo guy here, Jay Varma. We have our video team, Benson. We have an entire production team back in our office running our shit right. so we could be here hanging out and talking with right. you, right? right? We have a team. And Juicy worked for me for years. Mm -hmm. yeah. He worked for me. He was a DJ under my roster. Right. And in time, he proved so much value to me that he became more and more of a player that we ended up saying, let's just be partners and work together. Right. And Juicy and I have this weird dynamic. Not a weird dynamic. I should, wrong word. We have a dynamic, which is big bro, little bro. Right. Um, and the one thing he's continues to school me on is that the strength is in the team. Absolutely. And like, yeah, Absolutely. you might be running shit or be the face out there, but there's an entire team that Facts. holds you down Facts. and without that team you can't go the machine can't move Absolutely. Mm -hmm. so musical doc as the face as the person out there center stage lights on you you're holding the microphone how important is the team one and two what role does your producer peter madonna or is he your only producer currently on I work with a bunch of different Okay, producers. but this particular right. producer and friend. It's my day one. Day one. <laughs> mm -hmm. what, what, what's the importance of that? I want the young people listening to understand Absolutely. how valuable team is. Absolutely. I believe it's everything. Like, your team is everything. The second you start thinking about just you, you're done. Like, turn your shit off, shut the fuck up, go home, because you're done. Um, really, 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 like, your team is truly everything. And I think having that respect having that trust, having that faith in the people that are around you. I mean, like, forget everything else. Me as a person, straight up, right? I believe in synergy. I believe in energy. I believe in the people that I work work with, work with. It's not that I'm working for, they're working. No, we work together. And mm. I think that is so incredibly important because, you know, I've made, like I said, Peter has played such a huge role in my life in the sense of I was straight up living in a different country. Like, after we made that first record and, you know, He's a very good friend of mine, like one of my best friends. I think he plays multiple roles in my life, like <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, but after that first record, like I changed countries. You know, I, I believe, you know, the people that you surround yourself with is it's so incredibly important that they believe in you and you believe in them. That synergy is everything. And I'm very grateful for my team. I have amazing people. I have some dope, very, very like dope people <laughs> around me straight up straight up like you think i got this natural swag no like <laughs> straight up like shout out to all the amazing people that i have supporting me like you know and not just my team also my listeners too like i'm very grateful you know because i know what it feels like not to have any of this mm. you know I, I like i know what it feels like to have absolutely nothing not to have all these ideas to have all of this all this energy within and not be able to express that and just because I'm in a place right now where I'm able to express a little bit more doesn't mean it takes away from anything. Like, no, I'm very grateful for the people that have helped facilitate that. Even being here with y'all, like, thank you so much for having me, you know, being able to, s to sit here and share this and share it with, you know, the listeners and everything. Um, I think your team is very, very important. And it's very important to remember that, you know, it's not you. It's never I. I am not, you know, it's not the musical doc. It's it's my squad is my right. people is the people that you know like we have a voice and vision together and i think collectively that's what's bringing forth like you know carrying all this forefront and um i think it's very important for people and artists and, and just anybody in general to remember that you know whatever direction however high up or however low you hit you want to make sure that you're around the right people that are gonna be there to cheer you on when you're at the highest and be there to you know help pick you up when you're at the lowest and and likewise you can't be selfish with that you know what I mean? Like synergy is an exchange of energy. Um, and I think it's very important to be there for your people just like how they there for you. If they holding it down for you, girl, you better make sure you got your shit on right. <laughs> you better make sure your shit is right up here because yeah. you know what? Like, And I always say that. I, I mean, um, you know, I support my team. I always support my people. I support my team because they ride 
real hard for me. And I believe that, you know, that's why we're here right now. Like, that's why I'm here right now, because I have dope people around me. So something I wanted to chime in, um, something that I always look for, you know, as, you know, myself as a producer and artist and DJ and everything else is I'm always on the hunt or, you know, I'm consistently on the hunt like my whole life. Um, I've had different management teams and different, you know, people that I work with and marketing people. And I'm always on, I have consistently been on that search for a group of people or one person that can help facilitate or believes in me more than I believe in myself. Because to be honest, we have to be our number one supporters. You know, if you don't believe in your own craft, then no one's going to push you as hard as you can. So that's something I'm consistently looking for. And then when I came across the doc, for once, not for once, but like I, you know, I put myself in her position. I was like, yo, I believe in the, in this person more than I believe in myself. Like I see her doing great things and that honestly inspired me. And I get inspired, you know, on a daily from everything, everyone from, you know, artists to producers to people, um, you know, in the art, the art industry and in fashion, anything, right? Any creatives, mm -hmm. um, it inspires me. And to see someone flourish so organically, and I've worked with a lot of people, you know, um, mm -hmm. I've been in the industry for a long time. And to see her, her hustle honestly inspires me every day that I come into the studio and I'm like, man, and, and it's crazy because she pushes me just as hard as I push her. It's crazy because I think you need that support system around you. And when you find someone, you know, that believes in you more than you believe in your craft, you know, something's something, you know, you're doing something right. Mm. So that's why we, you know, we consistently try to grow together. And, you know, it's it's so cliche to say just like, oh, when I'm on the come up, I'm going to bring the whole squad up or, you know, but to be honest with you, I think more people actually just say that just to say that than, you know, the actual fact of like oh we're all gonna come up and then three years from now that you know that person's jaded you know you don't talk to the, you know those people anymore but i'm honestly like ride or die for for the doc and just people that you know i um collaborate with and, and you know her too she's very like gung-ho like that <coughs> um when she says day ones she really means day ones like she will support you and put her you know career aside you know i dropped a project recently and then she just dropped everything in in the middle of all her chaos and she's like yo you have to do this you have to do that and you know did you d finish everything i was like this is crazy you know <laughs> like hold on i'm i'm also helping you as well and then she's she's that person so um it's crazy i think you know music is such a blessing and i think that timing is everything and it's brought us together so yeah, just wanted to put that out there. No, absolutely. <laughs> the doc has made me feel better just hearing Facts. Peter talk. Aww. <laughs> Good. I'm, no, I, why, why I'm really not. This, like, I'm like, you know, a little bit. I'm really <laughs> I'm on emotional. I'm, I'm really not sick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're in New York City. I see, Peter, you're wearing the Queen's Bully shirt. Gang. Ah. Respect to that. Blah, blah, blah. I Yo, guess that, that I guess food was on point, though, last night. <laughs> I guess you could. You could uh, here's the plugs. Uh, I guess. We, <laughs> Queen's bully to us might be what Budmash is to LA. Ooh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like just from a cultural yeah. standpoint and like sure. where you go when you need when you need that good good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um Budmash is, is great. I think everything's obviously subjective to like, you know, locational region, but sure. yo, the food was on point last night. I think before <laughs> anything <laughs> <laughs> before I even like got to the DJ booth, I'm like, just wanna grab a slider really quick and then like um but yeah, I think uh, just I'm a foodie, and I I know both of you guys yep. are as well. So I can <laughs> I'm not a foodie. <laughs> don't lie to me. Shut I don't up. like that term. <laughs> Why? Because a foodie comes with the uh, the. Is it like too pretentious for you? It's too pretentious. <laughs> like real foodies, if you like actually study what a foodie is, mm -hmm. it's not a motherfucker who eats street food. It's someone. Yo, who tell goes me the definition like of a foodie. Yeah, word. My, <laughs> down, my knowledge of it, a real Educate foodie, because like <laughs> everyone that has Instagram and can take pictures of their food can open a food blog now. So, like, everyone's a foodie. It's true. I, I just happen to... It's like calling yourself a sneakerhead because you wear f nice sneakers. You're not a... You just like nice yeah. sneakers. You like good food. I like good... You want to call yourself a foodie? Yeah. I'm not mad at you, Mr. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> but I will never put myself in that box because what my understanding of what a foodie is is someone who... The original foodies are, like, people who would, like, travel the world to go to Michelin-rated restaurants mm -hmm. and oh, like eat... 
high end cuisine. Yo, man, someone pay me to travel around the world, please. I will eat the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's, a, here's a fact. Self-made foodie. <laughs> here's some crazy shit. Put escargot next to a Queens Bully butter chicken slider. I will put that escargot on the floor <laughs> and I will eat that butter chicken slider. Wait, have you had escargot and before? I have. <laughs> and I'm not, it, it, it doesn't do it for me. And like the foodie would be like, you're crazy. To me, a foodie is like a food snob. But LA, you guys are different. All right. No, no, no. East Coast versus West Coast. Understand. Guys, it's all about one level. No, understand. Jay Z, listen, Jay Z. Understand, he's my man. And we can have this conversation because we have so much mutual respect for one another that we can politely or respectfully disagree with one another. But you're a foodie. I'm not. Maybe juicy is no, whatever. I think, I yeah. think we all like food. Bottom I think what line. he needs to say. I think what he needs to say is <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to go to dinner tonight. <laughs> that <laughs> word. Hey. This is what, what we're alluding to at this point. <laughs> I, Facts. So, so please so educate me. What is the terminology I should be using? Yeah. I, what, what, yeah what's the, the proper what's, term? What's the proper New York term oh, I should go. be saying instead of no, foodie? No, no. Just call yourself what you want. Be put. Categorize whatever you want. Like. So what do you what do you call yourself? What do you call yourself? I'm a fucking person that likes to eat food. I'm a. Here's what I like. Ready? Is there a hashtag for this? No. No particular order. I love my family and God. That's always first, right? After that, the order of the things I love. Actually, the, the things I love, no particular order. Music, food, fashion, and footwear. That's it. Like, that's my life. God, family, music, food, fashion, and footwear. What else is there? Is there anything else? That's about covers everything. And that's most people, if you really think about it. They love their craft or... You know what they to me it's music that's our craft that's what we do so that that's high up there man food you, you have you have to eat it i gotta ask you because because you have your peter own madonna DJ musical docker in interviewing us <laughs> yeah what, I, I, gotta, I gotta i gotta uh, we tend to do that by the way just like <laughs> 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 so now we have in conversation we should have uh give you full disclosure <laughs> when you guys have your events and gigs mm -hmm. um how are all the um the buffets and foods at all of the events, including corporate and non-corporate events. I mean, it depends on the, the event, but we always see. I'll we also keep is it, it ghetto. Is it, as is it on the rider? I have to know. Is it in the <laughs> no. contract? Like, my, yo, my uh, I need to taste that butter chicken um, <laughs> during you know in the middle of the. No, the my rider has eight Red Bulls on it, four <laughs> towels, oh <my> <laughs> eight <laughs> Red Bulls, four towels, and like some fruit. I think that's. But my rider. all the caterers that I work with know me and know what I like to eat, and they'll bring me out food to the DJ booth because it's just love. So. Yo, no bullshit. Yeah. Um, Juice came to L.A., right, like maybe like a month ago. <laughs> the first thing is like, yo, did you eat dinner? And I'm just like, no. And then he's like, we're in L.A. We need to go to a taco stand. Wow. And then okay, we went. I respect <laughs> it. See, yeah. we, we, that's, but that's, that's not foodie shit. That's hood shit. <laughs> hey, okay. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you a thing too about that, you know. <laughs> go ahead. Right. Yeah. Uh, not food is life, man. Food is life, though. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, we should be talking. We get hangry pretty much if we don't eat every five minutes. Uh, we go, we're going to go get, get you some grub after this. <laughs> but but ba back, to, back to the musical, Doc. So now you're in New York City. We've established we're going to get some food. Uh, you performed last night, which we're going to get into. Um, but why are you currently in New York City right now? What's going on with your new project or new song? What's yeah. happening? So um, I'm. we're actually releasing um, our next single called Nobody. Okay. And so... What's poppin'? This is why y'all should come out to All Brown Everything, because we premiered the first time ever live <laughs> at All Brown Everything. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that's going to be coming out uh, next week. Is that next yeah, week? end of next week. Yeah, end of next week. Um, so this is a know. podcast, so the podcast is not going to be out. So don't worry about <laughs> that. I, you know, I was trying to give a timeline, but, you know, y'all going to hear it's it when out it's now. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer 2019. Nobody is out. <laughs> <laughs> and... The the single that is kind of moving for you right now is really important discussion, um, Absolutely. both from a cultural perspective, um, musically, uh, the messaging behind it. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what you've got the current single out. Melon in the honey, dripping melon in the honey. I Sorry, I had to. I got it. <laughs> yes, we love that. Can you, you know go acapella one more time? <laughs> Can we do it? Shout to the A from LA with my baddest crew. <laughs> yeah. We be talking high and looking fly like nobody do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello. 
skin brown sweater with a new whip foreign gold gang bitch yeah it's me money bag more than a heels with a henny like yeah yeah da 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 I'm a whole lot of woman, I'm real And baby, can you handle it? When it's on my mind, I say what I feel Cause that's just how I handle it The only rules I abide by Are the ones that I set myself I want it, I need it, I got it So give it to me The Butter Chicken Podcast, y'all. Y'all better get it popping. NYC to LA. We out here, baby. I'm so extra. My bad, y'all. <laughs> it's so hard for me to be unapologetic, right? Let's delete my bad from our vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melanin and Honey is, is Strangers was the one yes. early. And then Melanin and Honey um, was sent to us. I had an early, early on it. Yes. Yes. Loved it. You guys get all the exclusives, mm-hmm. huh? Thank you, sir. I heard I you appreciate. guys got a competition going on <laughs> on who gets the records first. <laughs> Respectfully, there's no competition. <laughs> Respectfully. I, this guy, every, yeah, every day is a competition with y'all this guy, Y'all can't throw bro. juice under the table, but when he came to LA, he's like, yeah, I got to get some records before. Yeah, 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 yeah. We keep him in the can. And <laughs> yeah. him hits me up. He's like, yo, put it on your playlist. Can you send me some tracks? I'm like, damn, who do I send it to? <laughs> no, and I, I come back and I was like, yo, Sherrod, Peter got some fire. He told me about a lot of heat. We're not, we're not going to talk about all the heat because the, 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 there's so many, so much shit that you got. It's too much heat. But Melanin yeah. and Honey, yes. tell us about what that record means, what's going on, what's the concept, what's the story, what's the vision behind it. Absolutely. You're here in New York. I'm assuming promotion for the record is going on yes. here in New York as well. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, let's talk about melanin and honey dope yeah so melanin and honey right um i think a lot with a lot of my music in general right i believe in there should be a message behind it you know sometimes yeah like it's just it's turn up it's turn up shit we're gonna talk about party and bullshit but a lot of times too it's like i've been through a lot of shit in my life and i want to be unapologetic in all realms which is speaking my my truth and being south asian american being a darker skinned woman there's a lot that I think a lot of women and men in our community, and not just our community, this is something culturally speaking around the world, right? The message of anti-colorism, and, and I really wanted to bring that to life. I really wanted to talk about what it meant to be a darker skin tone woman in this time and age, and how you should embrace your darker skin tone, how you should embrace your hair, embrace your skin, embrace what makes you unapologetically you, your body, your skin, your sexuality, whatever it is, if that's you, be proud, boo-boo. Go ahead and be just you. And I really think that's what I wanted to bring to life with Melanin and Honey. I think, you know, the topic of colorism is so deep-rooted in so many cultures for so many years, you know. And it was just something that I, I wanted to bring to life and, and, you know, encourage women, encourage people to love themselves. Like, love yourself. Love yourself, like, whoever, wherever you are. If you're listening to this, I want you to feel fabulous and fly as fuck and, you know, be chanting in the lawn. I want it to almost be like a hype chant, you know what I mean? And um, I think that's exactly that's exactly what what it was is how do you talk about something that's so deep rooted in society, period. But how do you do that in the most like flashy mainstream way possible? And I think, you know, that's really what we tried to bring to life. You know, we kept the song under two minutes. So it was very repetitive. People were able to like, you know, just melting in the honey, just chant along with it. It's super hype, super ratchet. You can twerk, you know, go to the club, (laughs) shake your ass with it. (laughs) You could just, you know, take a selfie, go ahead and feel fabulous with your hair and nails done and eye makeup, whatever. You know, you could just, and and I wanted that. I wanted a song where it was like, you could could fuck with it on a mainstream level, but the message behind it was so deep-rooted. It was so deep-rooted. And I, I wanted to bring it to the forefront. I wanted to, you know, I think the more comfortable you are or as artists the more comfortable we are talking about things that are uncomfortable is what breaks that taboo it's what breaks those stereotypes it's what's going to bring change to our future generations you know and i think also part of living in india during that time and seeing how you know darker skin tone affects children and women and adults on a really really deep-rooted level like it's it's heartbreaking it's Mm. heartbreaking to see that and that was something I wanted to bring to life. I wanted, uh, I want to break that. And, and the only way you can do that is talking about it, you know. Um, 
and also even like with the video that we did that's w- that's why i wanted to do it like you know um shout out to my choreographer kavita rao from carmography you know she had we had some amazing dancers in there and it, w- it was also very important to us too to have um representation from so many different cultures so we had um, some latin girls in there we had asian we had you know just just different um africans and and it was just we wanted different people where it was this is a topic that affects so many different regions around the world not just our community you know that was really important shout out to my stylist ambika you know, oh, because sh- your stylist? Yeah. Ambika works for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Peter Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she she slayed all the looks on there too, because that was very important too. Like I said, I wanted to be very, you know, now very mainstream, very popping. You know, one of the uh, pieces we had on there was um, an original from Laurel Duet, and I was very grateful. That's like a dream of mine come true, just to be able to wear a Laurel Duet drip. You know what I mean? But having that on the video and and just kind of really pushing this message to the forefront. It meant a lot to me first as a person, you know, and as an artist being able to do that, you know, shout out to Peter and um, the other producer on there, A-Ready. Um, they killed it with the music on there, too. So, yeah, it was, it's something I'm very passionate about, you know, and I think a lot of the records we're about to put out is is definitely things that I, I feel very passionate about as a person and an artist. So. We love it. We love the song. Uh, it went off in the club last night. Ah. Um, <laughs> so I want to touch on uh, a little a little bit of your professionalism because I, I got to see it last night and people that are not in the game and yeah. never been on stage don't understand it and it's funny because I talked to Juicy this morning. Juicy was not on stage at that point. I was yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, ju- listeners, we're at the Butter Chicken Podcast. It's DJ Sherrod, DJ Juicy. We're talking to the musical doc and Peter Madonna. Last night they performed in New York City. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be weeks away from that <laughs> particular <laughs> moment. But... Soundcheck was phenomenal. We do soundcheck. And then Peter gets on stage. He's your DJ. Trying to play the file. File fucks up. Happens. We, me, DJ Arjun, Peter Madonna, get into let's fucking solve this problem mode. First and foremost, talk to these guys. Can't talk to you because you're on stage already. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to these guys. And Juicy knows how I get under pressure. My shit is... Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> fast. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Figure it the fuck out. And if you can't get this shit right, we're going to do one song and get the fuck off stage. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, for sure. But and, and that's a team, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we got to just go. Someone's got to man up and boom. 100%. Peter and Arjun finally figure out. It takes them five, seven minutes. That's technology. We have yeah. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. In that time, I caught eyes with you. Right? right? I catch eyes with you. And I'm just like... I I kind of <laughs> I whisper it to you from far away. Yeah. <laughs> I say, talk your shit. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and she continues to talk her shit. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck she has to do to keep the crowd <laughs> engaged, yep. involved, whatever. And then some impromptu bullshit that me and her had to do on stage <laughs> for like three or four minutes. <laughs> With remember, it's 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 late now. It's right. late in the night. Right. Get it done, and I see you not crack. I see you Huge, man. not do rest in peace and rest in peace to Biggie when Biggie's DJ fucked up and he didn't fuck up. It was the technology. So, OK, let's be clear. Let's be clear. When Biggie's DJ fucked up, he threw a water bottle at his DJ. I remember big that. cap. Big cap. Rest yeah. in peace to big cap, too. Yep. Right. When Jasmine Sandless's DJ fucked up, it's on YouTube. She fucking went off on the DJ. I don't know if you saw that clip. Yeah, I did. Oh, man. Look it up. It wasn't her DJ. It was a DJ. A but, DJ, right. but that fuck whatever something happened. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on because you're on stage. Technology's fucking us here, and you have to fucking cover. You did it with finesse. Mm-hmm. You did it cool and calm. Thank you. And juicy. When I talked to him this morning, who was in the crowd at that point? Mm-hmm. When I asked him, "Yo, did you see the fuck up? What did you say, juicy?" I was like, "Yo, I didn't notice anything." That's crazy. It's true. I mean, <laughs> half the time, you know, when we're behind the scenes, we're, you know, our responsibility is to make sure everything's seamless, right? right. Yeah. I mean, this is some. Uh, this is maybe a weird analogy, but um, because I do, you know, audio and for not just for music, but for like films and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you do sound design and um, for for certain scenes, if you do it poorly, then people will notice it. But if you do s- everything right, then people should never even bring it up. They're like, oh. You, it was you, in yeah, intentional. I, th- I, yeah. Thought, yeah. I thought it was part of it, right? So when people are in the audience, 
they don't notice half the stuff we do it behind stage but because we have you know the experience and the calmness and especially the doc i mean she's performed at like hollywood bowl and carnegie hall and like some ridiculous places so because she's been performing her whole life she knows how to handle things under that and then you know when people perform, you know, you make different types of records where you have like a backing track or something you sing along with, mm-hmm. or even just acapella. She just has one of these beautiful voices. I'm just like, yo, yo, fuck the beat, just go acapella, yeah. like straight Eminem style. Mm-hmm. And like, she just dropped it. She's like, yo, I'm gonna sing some fucking like Lauren Hill last night, right? <laughs> I was like, All oh, right. that wasn't part Ooh, of the set. No. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Sick. <laughs> he was just like, sing something now. I was like. One time. <laughs> hey, but let me go. This goes this goes back to what you were talking about, your team. All right? Mm. In that time and place, I think this is where people get it twisted, where it's like when shit hits the fan, you keep your cool because that's the true test of do I trust the people that are behind me? Fuck mm. yes. Whatever the fuck it is, it's going to be figured out. I just got to do what I got to do, which is being the, a performer. On. Yeah. The show must go on. I'm going to be here. I'm going to make sure everyone's having a good time. I trust the people behind me. They're going to fucking figure it out. And until they do, I'm going to do what I need to do, which is be Ooh. a performer. <laughs> Question for you. Yeah. Has a technical glitch like that ever happened to you on stage? Can I tell past? you how many times? <laughs> okay. So you're, 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 you're a pro with this. Seasoned. Yeah. Disclaimer, like, not during our sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's happened. It's happened where it's like, you know, the mic's gone off or like, you know, some a prop on stage done. Fa- like even when I was walking on, I remember the wire got stuck to a pole or something. And I literally like when we were walking with the thing, I just pulled the pole and I just threw it off the stage real quick. I was just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool. You know, I got these 10 inch heels on, but it's, it's no big. I got my high bun and shit, you know, <laughs> twerking in your heels and shit, twerking in my heels and shit, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I truly believe that like the show must go on. What are you, what are you gonna do? Sit there and cry? No, get but mad? that, that, like, that you can. definitely showed the professionalism. The fact that unrehearsed, the freestyle came out, everything worked out. You uh, ended up putting on a phenomenal show. If you haven't seen it, you can go to All Brown Everything NYC's Instagram and find it. Bow. It was really, really good. Thank um, you. I gotta know something. What like, you, first of all, your energy is crazy. Like. Straight up, I, now I feel like now I know why Peter says he's, he's known you for like twenty. I feel yeah. like I known you for twenty years. Um, <laughs> who like what musical artists inspire you? Like oh, who do you listen man, to? Let me tell you. Okay, <sighs> you open up a whole can of worms. Huh? <laughs> let me tell you, you guys. I listen to a lot of people. Okay, like I love Erica Badu. I love Beyonce. I love Kendrick Lamar. I love Aretha Franklin. I listen to a lot of people. Like a lot of different genres. Um, I, I love a lot of classical music, you know, like, I mean, just classical instrumental. Like, mm-hmm. I listen to Bach, Beethoven, too. I listen to a lot of different things. Like, my playlist is really crazy. Like, I, was just, I listen to a lot of different genres of music. And, and I think, like I said, going back to my upbringing, it was just that. I just listened to, you know, a lot of different music. Um, there was a, ta- a period in my life when I was really young. Uh, we lived in Bali. And um, you lived in Bali. Yeah. Like wow, my parents, they, they 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 play. My dad played for a gamelan. And so that was like Indonesian music. Mm-hmm. And so just listening to those type of music, like I just listened to a, diff- a lot of different types of music. And I think I was very blessed to be able to travel a lot, too. And um, through music, also travel a lot, too, and, and listen to a lot of music of indigenous people as well, too. And um, yeah, I, I can't say it's a particular genre. I, I believe in energies and I feel like a lot of the energies I've gotten from a lot of different genres of music is what brings my soul to life mm. and it's taking that and then now conveying that with my voice and vision to my audiences dope i yeah. love it dope so yeah i could see uh, all the the artists you mentioned i could see a little bit of influence when i see your style right. your demeanor the way you come off on stage um we can easily tell that you've been inspired by many and and it's helped you kind of cultivate your own style and sound um in hip-hop there's this thing going on, uh, it's this unspoken thing about like, well, it's a very spoken thing rather, about with Nicki Minaj being the queen of hip hop and Cardi B just knocking her out and all uh-huh. this like tension between these two female oh artists. Oh my God, <laughs> I love both of them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I, li- I, I like both of them. Yeah. They, they both they both bring something different to yeah. the table. And we're studying, Juicy and I continually study who comes out of our community, mm-hmm. South Asian artists. And it's interesting because in hip-hop, which is a super male-dominated sport, there's thousands of male MCs that can all hold crowns right. and all call themselves kings of the games in their respective 
regions, fan bases, markets. Absolutely. When it comes to women, I almost feel like their society or, or the media makes it seem like there can only be one right. crown holder. Mm. And like now in hip hop, it's Nikki versus Cardi and Cardi's currently winning. Right. Right. When we look at the South Asian scene, specifically artists coming out of the South Asian scene from diaspora, mm -hmm. um, again, it's very male dominated. Right. Most of these artists we see here are male dominated. Right. Yesterday, someone who didn't know you mm -hmm. comes up to me uh -huh. and says to me, yo, that's like a younger Raju Kumari. And I want to ask you this because it's really important. Is there room for artists of our culture, mm -hmm. of our look, of our feel from our area mm -hmm. for there to be many queens and kings of this shit? Or Absolutely. is or is there this, are we going to follow what hip hop does and no. say, well, there's only room for so one? This is, this is the thing in this time and age, right? In this time and age, and Peter always tells me this too. He's like, "There's space for everyone. Like, it's not a competition. I'm not in competition with nobody. I I don't I don't feel that way. You know, every day I'm in competition with myself. I want to be the best version of myself. That doesn't mean that I can't support my fellow brothers and sisters. That doesn't mean I don't want to see my fellow brothers sisters on the rise and come up. I believe that as a community, it is very very important." that we don't bash on each other. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to bash on nobody. I'm not trying to beef with nobody. I ain't got space in my soul and my mind and my heart for that kind of energy, man. That's that's toxic energy. And as an artist, I think the most beautiful thing is that music connects people, you know? I saw so many artists yesterday that I've only I've only met through Instagram and I finally got to meet them in in real life and I was like, "Yo, like it's so dope to finally meet you. I'm so glad to meet you. Like I fuck with what you do super hard, and and I, I think it's important. I think it's important to support one another. There's place and room for all of us to exist, to coexist. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a rat race. I've done that shit before. I told you the reason I had to reset my life was I was in a rat race with myself. How the fuck are you gonna tell me that I'm in a rat race with anybody else? Like no nah, <laughs> man. Like no. Shots like, fired. Like, <laughs> no bars. I, bars. Yeah. Like I just I don't I don't believe in that kind of energy. You know, I really don't. I think it's toxic. It's like holding something in your hand and expecting somebody else to burn. Like, why the fuck is anyone trying to make anybody else burn, man? I ain't about that. I just think, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to express what it is that I have within. The opportunity to, ex to express my experiences. And I want to spread light, you know. Spreading light doesn't mean that you got to dim someone else's light. They doing their thing, you know. I think it took a lot for whoever's doing what they're doing right now. Like, I know how hard I work. I know how hard I hustle. I know how hard the people around me hustle. So I ain't going to bang on nobody do, uh, who's at the top right now because it's like, yo, you must have worked really fucking hard to get there. And if that's if that's how hard you had to work up, up to get up there, I respect hustle more than anything. Mm. So shut the fuck up with this competition bullshit. Shut the fuck up with, like, oh, there's only one. Like, nah, man. Like, you know, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I love that. Uh, wise words from the young musical doc. <laughs> um, part of what we do at Butter Chicken is to really inspire youth. 70% um, of our listeners are under 21. Okay. And a lot of the people that come up here and speak with us uh -huh. are very accomplished, are on their come up, are at a point in their career where they've done some things and, and have some built up a nice resume for themselves right um we see you as on your way to greatness mm -hmm. and, y and you're moving at a really good rate um you're cooking nice right and if you can talk to the youth and give them one piece of advice one gem one prescription from the doc <laughs> what would you tell the youth that's listening globally um, and specifically the young brown youth who really, really rock with us. What would you tell them uh, from an advice standpoint or some words of wisdom? Work hard, work smart, build your foundation. Build your foundation. Be open to, you know, be aware of where you come from, what you represent, where you came from, what are your roots. But don't ever let that stop you from how far and high you can fly. You should be aware. You should be, you know, I believe in higher consciousness. You should be self-aware. 
that's very very important being in tune with yourself is so incredibly important don't let all these outside influences tarnish what you have within but at the same time once you found that within don't let anything else not even yourself not even your own bullshit don't let that stop you from achieving what it is that you want to achieve no matter how crazy no matter how out there no matter how outrageous what the fuck it is <laughs> work hard work smart stay woke what ladies and gentlemen friends and family <laughs> this, this is, is the butter chicken podcast yes it is this is your boy DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy. We just heard from the musical doc and our good friend Peter Madonna heard an interesting story, a story that's going to continue to grow, a, a story that's going to continue to build. Um, doc, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you for thank being you. here with your busy, busy schedule and making time for us. Yeah, so dope. Thank you guys for pushing the culture forward, for giving a creating a platform for all of us to share our stories, you know? That's so dope. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. The biggest thing we believe holds value is time. Right. And when you give us your time and we give you our time, uh, that's something that we can cherish forever. Absolutely. Uh, time well spent with you is awesome. We hope to spend more time with you, whether it's in L.A., Eating tacos, <laughs> vegetarian tacos, hey. whether it's in Queens, at Queens Bully, wh wherever we go, we will continue to um, try to spend some time with you and, and get to know you more. Um, Juice. Yep. What we doing? About to sign off, man. <laughs> about to sign off. About to go grab Bye, some Felicia. <laughs> Before we end, where can they find you guys on social? So y'all can find me everywhere on all streaming platforms, all social media handles at the musical doc. That's Z O C. Everywhere, y'all. I'm the musical doc. You can f find me wherever the fuck you want to find me. It's crazy because <laughs> I, I <laughs> iTuned you, and like mad, like musicals showed up up top. Yeah. When they did the search. <laughs> yeah. But I I got you. <laughs> um, Peter, where can they find you, sir? Uh, just my name at Peter Madonna at all um social media and uh. You know, streaming platforms. Nice, Juicy. Where can they find you, sir? At, at DJ Juicy everywhere. Click Jordan, follow, no. subscribe. So you're not, you don't have like a at DJ Juicy NY in some places or like. Nah, it, actually, on Twitter I do. It's DJ Juicy <laughs> NY. But I don't really, I don't fuck with Twitter. I don't really fuck with Twitter though. He's like, I know your Twitter account is. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't fuck with Twitter <laughs> either. I've Twitter at DJ ago. Juicy on Instagram. That's it. I am at DJ Sherrod, and we are at Butter Chicken Podcast. Again, listeners, New York City, worldwide, wherever you're checking in from, we are the Butter Chicken Boys, a.k.a. DJ USA Events, a.k.a. your favorite DJ crew, no matter what city you're in. <laughs> uh, we uh, love you, and thank you for supporting us. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all podcasting platforms, especially in India on Hub Hopper. All right, we'll see you soon. Peace, love, good night. Uh, thank you again. Peace. Bye, y'all.